What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. This is Terry. I'm Eric. And I'm Shari. And on today's episode, we'd like to welcome Laura. Hi. Yo, Laura. How you, how you been? How have you been keeping busy the last couple of months? Um, honestly, it's really hard not to be lazy and not do anything. <laughs> Especially with BLM going on, you just want to sign every single petition that comes your way. Yeah. And then every time you start to get an idea on making music or whatever, you're like, maybe I shouldn't release it because it's not the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, before- has really been sift- shifted. <laughs> Sorry, yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, before getting into your story, I like to open every episode with uh, a random question. And this might be easy for you because you're already drinking something, but what's your go-to <laughs> drink in the morning, guys? Go-to drink. No way. <laughs> so I know Should people- I go first? Sure, go ahead, go ahead. By all means. Okay. Uh, well, it's not wine, obviously. <laughs> <but> <laughs> it's coffee. I like every mm. single morning, I have to have coffee. What's in your coffee? Oh, it's, I, I'll have a double-double normally. Yeah. It's, I can't survive without coffee. Likewise, mm. your meat's uh, straight up black coffee. Well, obviously, I have my, you know, glass of water, but then coffee. Otherwise, it's difficult to function. Shari, mm-hmm. Eric? I actually don't drink coffee at all, almost. I, uh, <laughs> so my go-to drink is water. <laughs> Mine too. Water. And maybe the occasional Earl Grey. Okay, Earl Grey. That works. That works. That's it. Earl Grey <laughs> yeah, latte? We're... Latte or straight? I mean, that would be a London fog, but... Um... Okay, true, true. My bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. A London fog, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Just an okay. <laughs> she just <didn't> checked you. <laughs> yo, yo Laura. Laura, thanks again for joining us. Um, what were your experiences growing up in Montreal? Or did you grow up in Montreal? I was born in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my experiences growing up, I like I know there was a really big, tight-knit Filipino community, but I was never really a part of that. Um, my family just didn't necessarily bond with them very well or they had friends that were from there but just didn't want to get involved as well i think it goes a lot with how people talk about each other because Uh, cheese is real (laughs) this is very real and i know that i wasn't necessarily the greatest like example of having a kid because i was very (laughs) i just did not stop being outspoken i talked back every time i didn't agree with something i just excuse me (laughs) yeah so it was a little difficult. <laughs> how, uh, how was Filipino culture kind of introduced to you? Uh, I think it was always there. My parents didn't watch a lot of TFC, okay. but I had a couple of friends, parents who did, and I went a lot to their place. Um, my parents were working all the time, and so I never really got the chance to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so me being around them just gave me insight on what having a Filipino family was like, more or less. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh... Would you say you're always comfortable being Filipino uh, growing yes. up? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I was born here, but I learned Tagalog and Ilocano um, wow. fluently. I was able to speak to my family members in the Philippines when I went. Nice. Uh, it, it always interested me. I even got a tattoo of like Bye Bye on my arm, even if oh, like, so it's cool. not necessarily the writing that they use these days. I just The culture is just so interesting to me, and so I, I kept going. When did you last visit? Uh, 12 years ago, maybe. Oh I was very, very young. Yeah, it was the first and last time I ever went. I got much darker because I was born really light-skinned somehow. I got much darker and I never I never got light-skinned again. <laughs> Same here. I, I used to be much lighter too. I don't know what happened. I don't. Maybe it's like too much sun exposure, but whatever, I'm happy with it. <laughs> um, we got to love ourselves. <laughs> totally. 
when you went to the Philippines, I know you went a while back. Did you have any kind of uh, culture shock or takeaway when you came back to Canada? Um, I don't remember much of my trip to the Philippines, to be honest. The only thing I really remember from coming back was that there wasn't just a little corner store that I could go to and eat food at. And, <laughs> uh, and that I would sleep in the morning. I'm, yeah, I would sleep all day and, and wake up in the middle of the night. And at least I wasn't in school at the time because I just, I would stay awake all night because I was so used to Filipino time. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm late to everything. <laughs> what, would you, what would you say is your favorite part about Filipino culture? Um, I honestly believe that it's, it's history. Just we were colonized so much, we've been conquered so many mm. times, but like we're still standing strong and we're still so loving and we're still so like accepting of others. Like it's it's really beautiful to have been pushed down so much, but still to be like, you know what, I'm going to accept you. I don't hate everybody, I still trust that everyone else is a good person. Like it's beautiful, I find. Yo, I, I love that. Uh Shari, Eric, you guys want to add anything before I shift gears a bit? No, you just, you actually just kind of reminded me of, so my friend, my friend's Lolo, you know, had um, survived through World War II, right? And you know how there was the invasion of, um, like, Japan over the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And later on, like, you know, after the war is over and everything, uh, her Lolo is on, is on, I think, like, Air Japan or something like that. It was a Japanese airline. And he just, out of nowhere, saw a younger um a flight attendant and he's just like he grabs her hand and he's just like I forgive you like you know like type of thing mm -hmm. like and you just reminded me of that story the you know how we, we do get pushed down and then but we still accept at some point so yeah, yeah that's cool like we're capable. Yeah. yeah it's really beautiful honestly like if I was that flight attendant I'd be like wait why yeah, right? <laughs> what are you doing yeah, she, was, she was significantly younger and everything and I guess you just felt the need to say it you know but like so. inherently that's fucking beautiful i'm sorry I, <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's cool. no it's yeah. yeah that's quite the story <laughs> <laughs> no no it's a cool story but you reminded me of it so thanks for sharing <laughs> i i think it's really cool that um for someone who didn't really um grow up in the community you had this like this desire to learn about the culture like like having to like knowing how to speak Ilocano and Tagalog you know I think that's so cool because yeah. I know for me like I never I never wanted that I like I never had the desire to learn um what was it like for you to like uh you want know to? want to and like and even now like being really involved and wanting to learn more about the culture and being outspoken about the realities of the Philippines back home um I think I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I wasn't involved with the Filipino community. Because mm. I know a lot of people who were involved and were like, this is really toxic. I'm not happy here. Why do I want to learn this language? They, they get mad at me when I don't know the language, when I'm not light-skinned enough. Like, they're judging me so much. Why would I want to be a part of this? And I, I didn't get to experience that firsthand and so strongly. And so I don't think I, don't think I had that, that much anger towards Filipino culture as a lot of the Filipinos in Montreal do. Um, so I, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be able to communicate with my family members. Like mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who get to see their lolas and lolas because not a lot of people do. Some people do, some people don't. But the people who do get to see them, how do you communicate with them without 
yeah. being able to speak the language because they, mm. they don't speak French. They don't necessarily speak a lot of English. And mm. I wanted to be able to connect with them and learn from them. And so it was just really important for me to know about my culture and for me, for me to judge them it would make more sense and for me to like be able to to um say what i like and what i don't like about filipino culture i couldn't be doing that if i don't know the culture mm. yeah yeah what's uh... i didn't want to be a hypocrite <laughs> and then did that carry on into like the later years where you know having um you know wanting to be more informed about um everything uh, yeah going like on the, in the world too mm-hmm. Yes. Like the injustices over people. Yeah, of course. Like it, it one it made me want to care more, want to try more, and want to like have a more bigger role and use my platform to help mm, other nice. people. What's in terms of language? Language. What's the dynamic at home? Do you speak Tagalog at home? Ilocano, Ilocano at home? English? How does that work out? It's a little bit of a mix. Um, <laughs> I at some point my mom was learning French, and so I tried to speak to her in French. <laughs> Sometimes she tries to speak English, and I know she needs to learn because if she wants to keep working, she needs to know <laughs> these things. And so I look at her and I'll go, "Mom, English again, again." She'll go, "You know when you 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 have the and you you go and, uh, and I'm like ma ma sentence." <laughs> So a lot of the time, a lot of the time I speak English to them. If okay. I don't know a word in Tagalog, I'll ask. It's, it's very mixed. Awesome. Um, you know, we're big fans. We've shared some of your videos. You've, we've, you've also been name dropped by a few of our guests. So what I want to know is, how did you discover your love for music? I've always had a love for music. My family's very art oriented. My dad was a painter. He did oh. cartology. Mm. He, um, oh, wow. he drew... Um, maps for the uh, the more remote places in the Philippines. Okay. He was very wow. known for that. Um, my brother is an artist who now lives in Vancouver. He moved there m- maybe seven years ago, five, seven years ago. Okay. Um, and so my dad taught me the guitar. I started singing at a very young age. I listened to a lot of Filipino music growing mm-hmm. up. OPM. <laughs> yeah, OPM. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then in high school, I... Like, because I love music so much already, I got into music. I started by playing the drums. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into musical theater and jazz and everything that went on. Because I, I went to École Secondaire Salic, which is like a very music-oriented school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get the chance to show it off when they asked me to. And so I got mm-hmm. rejected to a lot of things. <laughs> but I tried again one more time and I, I finally got into the jazz uh, group. I became the lead singer. I became the lead singer for the musical theater program as well. And it was a really great experience. Amazing. Um, yeah. Who would you say your uh, musical influences are? Or what are your influences in general for music? Oof. Oh, there are just so many. <laughs> uh, I know it was a lot of Mariah Carey, a lot of Whitney Houston, mm. a lot of Mostly Tori Kelly, a lot of JoJo. Nice, <laughs> nice. Because um, I'm not able to reach the the belting notes the way <laughs> Christine Toka is. Because <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> I know I have a more like soothing, like I I can do falsetto and stuff. But them listening to them just I they made me feel, and that's all I want to do with my music. Like if people don't like it, okay. But I just want to be able to let out my emotions, and when I listen mm. to it, Love I it. feel what I what I what I wrote. 
And you, on that topic, what's your what's your writing process? Mm. Oof. Um, so I do I do a lot of like note taking, like just on a normal basis when I feel like crap. And I feel like complete crap, that's what I do. I'll like write in my notes, everything that I feel, I'll try to rhyme it, we'll see how it goes. And then I'll have them in my notes for maybe half a year before I listen to a beat and I go, oh, oh. And then I go back into my notes and I'm like, on this date I wrote this and it goes so well with this beat. Cause I don't have anyone like making my beats for me. I find them on YouTube, I buy them and then I make it work. It's a little bit different now cause I've, uh, there are a couple of producers that are sending me beats but then that's the way it was and it was it was really nerve-wracking and it was really scary but at the same time I knew that when I started making music in January I was doing it for myself and not for anyone else it's so crazy your process is very similar to mine but mine's photography for me it's like also with my notes app on my phone I write down things that I love or that intrigue me or that inspire me then one day six months later I'll sit down and I'll create something with it but it's so fulfilling because then I know where to go right Um, right now, do you have a favorite song that you love to perform? Not that I can think of. I would have to, oh yes. The one <laughs> song that I sing in my car all the time because I <laughs> can't perform. It was, it's Love Again by uh, Daniel Caesar and Brandy. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one, I, I, I'm going insane on it. I just keep listening to it. I just had like my first performance with Baha'i. I think mm. that was like during the winter. It was my first and last performance. So I, I, other than OAP, I think. Yes, OAP. <laughs> In terms of being a singer, do you have like a favorite moment or favorite part? The feelings. Mm. Like sometimes I'll write something that really hurts that happened to me a year or two ago, but I'll remember exactly how it felt because of how I sang it, because of how I wrote it. And nice. it takes me back to that moment. It mem- whether it was sad, whether it was painful or happy, like I'm capable of going back to a specific moment in time and being like, I felt this and I got through that. Yo, yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. That's art. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> um, <It's visceral. laughs> on these episodes, we like to highlight the importance of uh, learning from our losses. Uh, how, do you, mm-hmm. how do you process failure? How do you deal with it? Um, honestly, very easily. And I know it's I know it, it's it's a difficult process in the beginning, but I don't even know how I got here, to be honest. <laughs> I I'm at a point where every time I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake, but now I can learn. Mm. Now I can grow, now I can do better. Like I good thing I realized this mistake because maybe I would have gone years not knowing that I'm messing up, but now I know and now I can fix it. Mm. Yeah, I love hearing that. And um at this point in your life, what does happiness mean to you? Uh, happiness is honestly the same thing. It's just accepting yourself and doing what you need to do. So there's so many things in Filipino culture prevent you from doing the things you want to do. Whether you want to please your family, please the people around you. It's all about how you look in the other people's eye. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in reality, like, how do you, like, are you going to keep living for other people? Or are you going to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I want to be somebody and this is exactly where I want to be. And this is how I'm going to go about it. It's just, it, you're not happy if your happiness is based on other people's happiness. It's, it's funny. We, we, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's funny because we, we've mentioned this off air. Uh, I think uh, me, Shari and Eric, like how uh, Filipinos are selfless in nature. We, it has to be balanced though. Cause I caught myself in that trap too growing up. And I, I can honestly say I had trouble discovering my identity because I kept on giving. And at some point I was like, who am I? 
and just like learning when to set your boundaries, right? Then, then once you set that, it's okay to give, but first of all, you know, focus on yourself first because otherwise you can't really help anybody else. Yeah, I'm still, I think I'm still in the process of accepting that though. I think, um, cause when I started making music, it had been something that I'd been wanting to do for a long time. When I was in high school, I was in music completely. I got a scholarship at Vanier. I, wow. I gave all of that up um, wow. because I, I got sick and I ended up in the hospital. The moment that I found out that I was gonna get a scholarship, I called my mom, I was like, hey mom, I got a scholarship in music, be proud of me. And then she went, but what about psychology? Mm. I was like, mom, scholarship, do you hear me? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a scholarship in music and you're telling me psychology, what about that? And I decided, I decided to go for psychology instead. And that's one of the biggest things that I regret, but also don't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, it's like, had I taken that then, maybe I would have gone further. But okay. the fact that I didn't take it then taught me that now I know what I want and I wanted yes. that then and I'm going to push harder now. But I listened to her. And it's it, a lot of that just, it, it sucks. It sucks to think mm-hmm. about it and go, I could have gone for this because I wanted to. You know, because what at the end of the day, what is my psychology go- degree going to give the people mm-hmm. around me? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all yeah. part of the process though, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I get it too, because you can't really regret it because now you know, and you know better, and now you're moving exactly. forward. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, Shari, would you guys like to add anything before we talk about Filipino culture? No, uh, actually, sorry. You know what's interesting about <laughs> these podcasts? Because you know, they always remind me of these little tidbits when you said how your mom, and I think a lot of us are very, we, we, we hear that, right? You want to go into something like in school and they're like, yeah, but what about this? But yeah. I had a job at one point, uh, which was paying more, but it wasn't recognized by like our titos and titas. Mm. Uh, so then one of my, I think my Mina was just like, so, cause I had used, I used to work at a bank before I got this other job. So, well, you used to work at a bank. Why don't you go work? There's openings at Bank of Montreal. I said, okay, well, how much does it pay? She's like this much. I'm like, I make more where I am right now. And, but she still wasn't like, uh, registering it you know yeah. Um, yeah what are you gonna tell your tita what are you gonna tell exactly. your tito uh i'm i'm doing photography i'm making money off it mm, tell them you work at a bank <laughs> right? no exactly that's exactly it but yeah just re- you guys remember the, the uh, if you've seen the debut debut yeah. yeah uh well anyways the father tells the son the son is an artist and he wants to join go to school like art school and then the father says, what are you going to do in school with a degree in cartoons? Anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it's crazy, though, because I feel like a lot of mm. Filipinos are uh, artistically talented. Yet, yes. you know, yes. we, get, we get pushed to doing things maybe we don't really love at first. But then when yeah. you find out, you kind of take a different route. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, though, comes from a lot of Filipino parents trying to maybe go for the thing that they want to do, like art, music, whatever, mm-hmm. and then essentially being shut down and not having enough opportunity for it. Like, I don't think they understand that now we have much more opportunity yeah. than they had then. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, very lucky because my dad has always supported mm-hmm. me making music. At some point, he was like, I'm going to be your manager. I was like, no, no, no. That is so uh, cute. <laughs> I actually want to know um because you said you've always wanted to do music and then like uh you know you you didn't pursue it um mm-hmm. but what was the because you just you just started releasing music in January like what was the what was the moment where you're like now nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this mm-hmm. uh it was uh it's a, it's a very 
I don't know. I don't know if they're going to appreciate me talking about this very much. <laughs> I was in a very long-term relationship. I was with somebody who I, I had been best friends with for five years and then dated for another five. Um, me, like uh, growing up at home, like right now I have an amazing, amazing relationship with my parents, but growing up, it was very difficult. Um, cause I, I didn't understand where they were coming from and, and I had to work essentially for myself. I, I started working at 14. Okay. I did what I needed to do to survive. Like at some point in time I was eating ice Damn. from the fridge and it, it was, it was really difficult and I was being bullied and I had, I, I felt very lonely. Filipino parents, they don't necessarily like to coddle their kids when they're sad. Mm -hmm. And I, and so I didn't get to have that. I didn't understand like what loneliness felt like and why I was feeling so crappy. Um, and every time that I got to get like maybe just a little bit, a little bit of a glimpse of love, I was like, I'm going to be with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was with my ex for five years and, and while taking psychology, all I thought about was, I'm going to get a job. We're going to be better off than my parents were. We're going to do better. And the moment that we decided to call it quits, uh, I was like, you know what? I did all of this because I wanted to build a future with you. Now I want to live for myself. And while like now our relationship is great, like we're talking and, and, and we're friends now, it's, that was the biggest turning point. Cause I had such a, like, I had such a narrow plan for my life. I was like, this is mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to follow it. I got into honors in psychology for, for um, university. And I was like, I made for this. The moment we broke up, I was like, wait, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> Miss You was, uh, Miss Me was actually the first song that I wrote, but I refused to release it because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I wrote Eyes, I was, I was in an Airbnb in Toronto. I wrote it in four hours. And I was like, <laughs> I feel this right now. I'm going to release it right now. <laughs> I love that. And yeah. I love that you went back to basics to like kind of help you heal too. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, that's I beautiful. forgot I loved music. Mm. Thanks, wow. no, thanks for sharing that. I had yeah. a very similar experience. Um, again, I think for me it was, uh, you know, like I said, I was growing up, I was a bit too selfless, and I my relationship was a bit one-sided. And once I got out of that long term, I really needed again that time to heal the process and learn about myself. And then you know, like, hey, I can actually do things that I love, and mm -hmm. it builds. And then once you're ready, you attract the right people, right? So it's, I'm happy yeah. you're at the position you are right now too, so. Oh man, it was so difficult. I was a, the type of person that would just, I had zero money, but every time someone would need help, I would just throw my money at them, mm -hmm. try to be there for them. Like I, I, I think at some point in time, I had um, an audition for Broadway. Wow. wow. I had an audition for Broadway and I completely missed it. Or like I missed it by a sliver. I didn't record on time because one of my friends was saying that they weren't okay. And I was like, I'd rather see you alive in the morning then and uh, then like uh i'm sorry someone came in um i'd rather see you alive in the morning than do this audition and be on broadway mm -hmm. and after me and that friend's relationship like faltered afterwards i was like why did i do that you mm -hmm. know like i cared about that person in that moment great i'm really proud of them for getting through that i'm really proud that i was there for them but what if I was on Broadway right now? Why didn't I let myself be happy? Yeah, no, I, I can relate. And I'm happy you're on this current path of growth for yourself. Yeah. Really happy for you. Um, 
So Filipino Heritage Month, Laura, what does that mean to you? Culture, culture, growth. We have like a hundred plus different dialects. Mm. We have so many different things that we do. It's like amazing. There's just so much information, so little time. Like you go to Montreal and there are people who are still like speaking Pangalatok. Like people don't even, <laughs> some people don't even know what that is. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really great to have such a wide range of, of, of languages and culture. And, and I honestly, like Filipino Heritage Month, I, I will bow down to it. <laughs> Thanks I'm for really sh- happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from our culture, what do you think is important to share to future generations? Oh, um, it is really unhealthy. I think we should cancel the fact that your parents say work hard until you break because mm-hmm. that mental health is really important. Yes. And that's most of what I'm going to say all the time. Anytime somebody comes to me about Filipino culture or just, or just working hard in general, don't work hard until you break. Yeah, your family you. wants you alive. Your family wants you there. Like you can take a break. Thank you can you. take a break when you need to. Thank you for yes. sharing that, Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, Shari, closing thoughts before we move over to our next segment, which is the fastball questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, said, you said it right the last time in terms of the mental health. I think yeah. that's, I really believe that's something we should share also. And I mean, I understand to a certain degree, you know, like our, our parents, people before us, I, I get that it's a little bit more of a survival mechanism you know, mm-hmm. for them, like to, you know, so I understand that. But like you mentioned earlier, we now have tools at disposal that where we don't need to break ourselves. We yes. can be better. Like mm-hmm. we don't have to follow exactly the way our parents did it. We can yeah. be better. Exactly. I like. I also wanted to. I wanted to add this to the podcast, and I want to make my brother laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my dad, because he was such a good artist, nobody knew he was a good artist, and he went to Catholic school. He wanted mm. to be he wanted to be a priest and so me and my brother could have not me and my brother and my yeah. sister could have not been born <laughs> wow uh and so what the way he was the way he was discovered as an artist was you know how you have like wooden desks at school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he used to imagine all the nuns naked and draw them on his desk <laughs> <laughs> And it's oh like the most the most hilarious story I've ever heard come out of my dad's mouth. That is... And and it like, the only thing that he told me about <laughs> about him as an artist. And so when I found out that story, I was like, this guy was human, you know? This guy yeah. is human and he grew up and he had experiences. And I think that's important to remember when you look at your parents, is that yes. they're not born parents. <laughs> they have oh, those true. moments that's a great reminder that is, yeah. that's true They're, that's quite a story it's I too bad say. Instagram it's too bad Instagram wasn't around back then imagine <laughs> shoot a story you know <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you decided to come on I think I think this was a great conversation and I'm honestly I'm such a like I'm you know the moment Christine and and Chelsea like name dropped you I'm like hmm who is this girl and then I like like I'm hoping you release more stuff because I think you have a beautiful voice and um yeah just the way you write is is so it's so um I'm losing my words but like it's 
it just sounds really good in my ears and so because <laughs> it's yeah. it's authentic right it's it's mm-hmm. your it's your journey basically you're sharing with us and you're taking yeah. us with you so it's exactly it's great to hear. I, I, it takes so a lot of courage i find to share like heartbreak you know your story so thank you again. that's all Thank i you. want all i want is to make people feel <laughs> thank Love you so it. much well, you really succeeded nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay so fastball questions i'm sure you possibly have heard it's six sorry i 60 didn't seconds. study them because it's all because good. i knew <laughs> so 60 seconds to answer as many questions as possible at the sound of shari's buzzer do you have a test buzzer shari we have a test yeah <laughs> do we hear that <laughs> is that jarring <laughs> Okay, so are you ready? Are you whenever, ready? Whenever you're ready. Okay, three, two, one. First Tagalog word that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go to karaoke song. Uh, uh, Hero by Mariah Carey. Favorite, mm. favorite Filipino food. Sinigang. Uh, 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 favorite spot in Montreal. Um, oh man, Lakeshore Drive. Oh, nice. <gasps> oh. Name a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Ooh. Ungo. Oh, nice. Uh, mm. When I say greatest of all time, who or what do you think about? Uh, Lea Salonga. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Langonisa yes. or Tocino? Tocino. <laughs> Favorite old school jam? Um, oh, man. Uh, the... the um, the boyfriend song. So many of Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, what's on your Netflix right now? Um. Ooh, uh, the floor is lava. <laughs> okay. Last question. Last which question. Shari's favorite question. Spell your last name backwards. Oh, I wrote it down. A Y U L A C E N I A R R O L A I R A M. She spelled her whole name, everybody. I mean, that was technically cheating, but it was like, technically cheating. But I wrote that, my that name. That was like, so long, so I think yeah, we should seriously. just give it to her. <laughs> First of all, I okay. didn't write my name backwards. I wrote my name normally, From- and I just oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the floor is lava. People are mentioning it now. Is it is it worth watching? I feel like everyone's Honestly, saying. You know how like there are shows that you'll watch and it's it's like like too hot to handle. It's trash TV. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like you watch it that. and you're like. I don't know why I wasted my time on this, but honestly, I <laughs> laughed really hard and okay. it was great. It's that kind of show. Okay, so like it's this- like <laughs> it's like um, Ninja Ninja Warrior. Oh, okay. No, I'd watch that. Yeah. And I'm yeah, sure everyone did that when they were younger. I know I did that when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Pretending that floor honestly was get lava. on that show. I'd I did honestly it. get on that show. I did it during the Snapchat days. The floor is lava. You guys ever did that? Okay. I did Maybe. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Laura, thanks again for joining us. Before we close out, any shout outs you'd like to give? Mm. Oh, I have. Um, I have Isaiah. I have nice. my um, little cousin. Alyssa, Kayla, she's a great dancer. And mm. uh, welcome Baha'i, because they gave me my first show. Yes. Yeah, they're great. Shout, shout out to Baha'i. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Baha'i. <laughs> Yo, uh, Laura, thanks again. And I think uh, I speak for all of us when I say we really appreciate having you on. Yeah, Thank definitely. you. It was really fun. So on behalf of Filipinos of Montreal, we out.